Welcome to Royally Screwed, a Curse of Strahd actual play podcast featuring a group of motley fools bumming their way through Barovia. Be warned, this is an adult content rated campaign. This means our players use adult language and make jokes of adult nature. Also because of the nature of a horror-driven campaign, there will be descriptions of torture, murder, and other topics that may be disturbing to sensitive listeners. Listen at your own risk and prepare to be royally screwed. Okay, who's ready for some D&D? Let's do it. Not really. Let's go. Matt, Charles says no. All right, pack up. Let's go home. Well, I got football. <laughs> it was nice seeing everyone. The Ketos were great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the food. See ya. Yeah. Thanks for the fish. Um, y'all ready? I'm ready. Let's do some D&D. No. Shut the fuck up. <gasps> When we left, when we last left off, y'all were figuring out how to poison Isaac, and you sent Plask to go crashing into the cook, who broke the bottles of wine, and the cook, the cook uh, became quite visibly upset until Saf. And Sadel walked up and saved the day by replacing the two broken bottles of wine with their own bottles of wine. You then observed as the wine was delivered to Isaac, who backslapped the poor cook for breaking or for not having him in the bag. You watched as Isaac drank the first one. You followed him through town as he went through his duties. <coughs> followed him into a bar where you watched how obnoxious of a drunk he is. And then you followed him back to the Burgomaster's Manor, where he passed by and made his way out to the lake, where you saw him sitting on a stump holding a doll that resembled Irina. Is at this point that the moon struck the eyes of Typer, who transformed into a hybrid werewolf and attacked Isaac, and you all battled to the death with him and came out victorious. He then delivered his head to Lady Vacher, and the next morning you watched as the control of the city of Velaki switched from the Burgomaster to Lady Vacher, who then rewarded you for your help by one, allowing you to pick out 
weapons from the silvery armory. And two, giving Marina some books that were in the chest, one of which ended up being the Tome of Strahd. You are in the Blue Water Inn. You have the Tome. You were looking at it when we last left off. So that is where we sit right now. I forgot about the Tome. But the first chapter I can look at because it's already been decoded, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh. So when you look at the first chapter, this is what you are reading. Yeah, it was a real hard one. All right, so <laughs> the way that the book is going to work is that you will tell me that you are going to decipher a chapter. There are several chapters to it. Each one takes you four hours to um, decipher. You can do that half the time if somebody is helping. However, there is a drawback for having help. And that is that- They died. Yes, how'd you guess? Well, anybody be surprised how it <laughs> Actually, no. You have both advantages and disadvantages when you read it. When you read the tome, you're going to want, before you finish, you are going to want the rest of the party there with you. Because everybody will get sucked into the book. It is going to bring you through a lot of history of Barovia. One of the perks of it is that because you are the one that's attuned to it, you will have a advantage on any skills check that involves knowledge of the history of Barovia. Basically, we'll get to see it firsthand. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what are y'all doing? <laughs> I'll like, just let everybody know what happened in the first chapter of the room. If they didn't, also, if I wasn't reading it, I would have to say, well, I'll read it out loud. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, not for the night, you have not. Where's the early room till the day? I think so. I think it was, was the moon was out. Yeah, oh, the moon yeah, was, was out. The whole day. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we went to sleep after. Unless it's still night. I'm a blonde. Forgive me. We just got back. Yeah. <laughs> we just got back. We gave yeah. the head. I read a nice bedtime story about Stroud. You guys are, we're over at. We're over at a. What's your name's place right now? Oh, well, maybe we're at the. We're at no, the you're at the Blue right? Water Inn. Okay. We were at the. Um, so I used to. It's a thick artist? Or is it made thick? You're gonna go read that book by yourself. We're all going to bed. I think the first chapter is just for the first night. <laughs> and then I get all curious at the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you take a long rest. Everybody gets their hit points back. We, um, actually, no. Well, I guess it could be night because y'all watched the takeover of um, the Velaki, so which happened at exactly 12 a.m. Actually, I don't know what time it 
as the bill for they took over. Yeah, I came back to the, 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 the city after something of something else. Oh, that's right, you were still running off. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> still, <laughs> still walk going through the woods. Because right? you still have a cloak, right? Yeah. How just the stuff. Did you come get back in the city with just what <laughs> being spotted? I was robbed. I was robbed. Wouldn't it be a little curious? Like, like, All right, here's the information. Yeah, you, <coughs> you will want to write this down. So you have advantage on any skill checks that are made to recall information about Barovian history and lore. You gain a plus one to your AC and to any saving throws when you are defending against Strahd himself. So not against wolves or anything like that, but if you're fighting against Strahd, you gain a plus one to your AC, and you get uh, a plus one on all your saving throws. You have to spend four hours to decipher the new sections, um, which will require... I'll have you do either an intelligence uh, investigation or arcana, whichever one you're higher at. And people can assist you. However, attempting to decipher the book or offer help in deciphering reduces the player's passive perception by five for the entire duration of four hours that it takes to decipher the book. Once you decipher the book, it's done. Everybody got that? Yep. All right, so y'all have another night's rest. <laughs> Everybody's got their hit points and everything. What are y'all doing? You still got the wizards up there. Yeah, wizards one. There's also the first one, right? That's the, uh, the window. Shit. Yep. Okay. All right. Mix in. Mix in. Mm-hmm. We want to try the window. Uh, let's do the window. Let's do the <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Here's a crazy. Here's a crazy we're, idea. We're we're, we're level five, right? We're at level. Yeah, she did say we're. No. Getting close. We are stuff. at level to do it, but I kind of want to be stronger than him so we don't leave. Let's do it. Wounded. Oh, Plus, I think y'all need Connor there for that one, so he can split the party. See, now, now, now we got a car that dies. Like Connor, why did you fill up? We need you for the fucking window. Yeah. No. If he but, splits the party, he dies. I already told him that. I'll kill him myself. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but here's a crazy idea. Hey, why don't we split the party and do both of them? No, let's do that. No, wait. Hey, Connor didn't suggest it. I told him if he splits the party, I'll kill him. Yeah. Oh, It's a big party. What, what do we have to do for the wizard? We have to get the one for uh, the, uh, the blue water in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems easy enough. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we got this. Or, you're making me nervous. Charles, you're over there saying no to everything. <laughs> what we can do is remember where you are and ask yourself is anything actually easier? What we can do <laughs> we can spend these first four waking hours going into the next chapter of the book. Do, do we need to wake up and put her? Gather in the biggest room so everybody can, I guess, get a little more. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll nicely like knock on everybody's room. Like, hey, you mind if we gather in the, uh, the biggest room with the the guys, I guess, so I can read this next chapter if you would like. 
And they're like, hell no, let me sleep. Yeah, everyone's like, why the fuck? <laughs> we, we mosey on. Well, we I mean, I could get, um, what's your face? And Irving, um, bring some coffee and stuff if you really want. So we can wake up. Let's sleep in dog's lie. Alright. So we're all bunched up in a, in a room together. Because we're all sleepy heads right now. Just waking up. Well, at least you're awake. <laughs> Alright. Mm-hmm. I will, I guess, continue with the second chapter. So it's like good enough to. So you work on four hours. Give me a whichever one's higher, Arcana or Investigation. Well, down proficient Arcana is plus six. So down it's plus three. Yeah, plus, plus three. So I got plus six on Arcana and plus three on Intelligence. So whichever one you want, you pick. I'll do Arcana. Okay. okay. Titans. Would you like a D20? <laughs> hmm? D20. D20. Plus guidance. <laughs> Just in case. I wish the guidance worked in real life so I could actually, you know, roll it. Yeah. 20. 24. Did anybody help you on this one? Well, you gave her guidance. Did you? You didn't use the guidance, though, huh? No. no. He's helping. Help. <clears throat> All right. And then he's just there for protection in case. Yeah. I get. All right. So you were able to decipher the first chapter. So you leaf through the pages, some torn or flooded, some branded with unknownable symbols, and others still artfully subscribed with murky black ink. The tale is long and written in a series of foreign script. Save the first page, which was already transcribed for you. As you begin to transcribe the chapter, the pages begin to flutter open in front of you in the center and a mist (coughs) begins to pour out from the binding. You start to feel a bit lightheaded. Your vision fades and from the blackness now surrounding you, a hungry fog rolls up from the ground. You shout, but there's nothing there. The mist chokes closer, and you see a man clad in a black cloak and a regal red tunic that looks at you through the cloud with a stern face and piercing eyes. He steps towards you with the grace of a king. Your eyes meet Strahd's cold glare as it bears down on you, and he begins to speak. I am the ancient. I am the land. My beginnings are lost in the darkness of the past. The visage of the man disperses into a black and red cloud before reforming into a young boy with a small sword at his side and tears streaming down his face. The mist recedes further revealing a well-adorned, sunlit castle in a courtyard. A low buzz of insects and the humidity adds weight to the summer air. 
and hanging on the ramparts overhead are red banners depicting the same raven iconography, I can't speak, pictures (laughs) cast in metal on the cover of the tome. The boy that stood before you moments ago now sits atop a small set of stairs leading up to a wooden door. And from beyond it, you can hear distant but boisterous laughter. What do you do? So he, he's on the stairs. And you hear voices behind the door. I don't want to know if I can interact with him, though. <laughs> now, you can investigate the area. You can talk to the boy. You can... Listen at the door, stop. Same as, just because you're in the book, it's no different than... I will just uh, simply ask him, like, you know, why, like, why are you sitting up here, or sitting out here? Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll just ask him, like, what, um, why is he sitting outside? Always like, everybody's having a good, or it sounds like everybody's having a good time. Yeah, he's like, I was, I was told to wait here while... <laughs> My trainer went inside to report to my father how I did today with my my exercises. How do you think you did with your exercises? I wasn't as good as Rahadim was. He kind of whipped my butt. I'm sure you're you're good at other things. You don't always need to compare yourself to other people. Yeah, but my dad says I need to learn and be the best because I'm a, a prince. And princes need to lead and they need to learn and they need to be the best. And I need to be the best. I'm not sure they need to learn. Being the best does. You can be the best you can be, but being better than everybody else doesn't really make a good life. Just but if I'm going to roll, I'm going to lead. I need to be the best. That's what my father said. Leading just needs to be, or comes down to having a good heart and being able to teach people yourself. So once you learn everything you need to learn, everybody else and showing them the right way is what you need to do. I'll learn. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll get bigger and I'm gonna be able to be best. And I will leave. And I will be a great king, just like my father. I'm sure you will. So, I will do an investigation just to look around the room since... Well, place. you're outside in a courtyard. Oh, in the but yeah, I'm looking the since he's still upset and trying to be the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh lord. He had a little shroud up there. Oh, I got a nine on him. That was the best. <laughs> Alright, so you, you've yet to actually enter and see other than when y'all followed 
the uh, March of the Dead up to the castle gates. Mm -hmm. But looking around, you could tell this is not that castle. This is not Ravenloft. As you look out, you're seeing a courtyard that's got four sides that's surrounded by about 30 foot tall stone walls. There's these 10 foot tall double doors set on three of the sides that go into different areas, including right behind where the little boy's sitting on the steps. Even looking out in the other outside the castle proper, you can tell this is not Barovia. Okay. It is a very sunny day for starters. <laughs> There's no clouds in the sky. But the you know that castle Ravenloft sits high up on this peak overlooking uh the uh village of Barovia. You don't see any peaks. This is in a flat prairie land um, surrounded by woods. So this is not Castle Ravenloft that you were at. So I get sense of feeling like it's all asking to Would it be a problem if I into the castle? I don't know. You'd have to ask my dad. Well, I thought since you are the prince, that <coughs> it was up to you whether or not I could do the doors, sir. Kind of thinks about it. He goes, I wouldn't go through this door as my dad and Rahadin are back there, but I guess you could. Well, do you, would you mind showing me what door you would have? He points to, he goes, you can go through that one. And he points to the east. And then he says, you can go through that one. He points to the door to the west. The door to the north, he says, don't go through. Yeah, go north. <laughs> and you can hear voices right on the other side of that door. Now, y'all are all there. Just so you know, y'all are all observing. So you can interact just as much. Maybe we should listen to you. Yeah. Okay, give me an investigation. Ow. Or, you know what? You being a rogue, give me a stop. Nine. Nine. These are pretty heavy doors. So you can hear voices and... You hear the laughter, big jolly type of laughter coming from one man, a quieter voice talking to him, but you really can't make out any words. Um, okay. Hey, I'm failed Give me an investigation. Yeah, I trip on the way to the door. <laughs> you see the little boy kind of giggle. He goes, "Are you one of my dad's soldiers?" No, I'm just a soldier that's passing by. You're kind of clumsy. Yes, I've been not a soldier. We just let him believe that. But that's why we. And he kind of looks at you and his eyes get really big and wide. 
because as far as I know, you still have a bow tie and a loincloth on, right? No. Okay. <laughs> you changed? Yeah. All right. The bow tie's still there. You just changed the bow tie. So he, he, you know, he's sitting on the stairs. He's only about 10. His eyes get as big as platters, and he kind of looks you up and down. He's like, are you one of my dad's soldiers? I'm more of a wandering mercenary. Oh. <laughs> I bet you, you can fight. Uh, just a little. You might be able to best draw Hadid. I'd love to see that. Maybe sometime you will. Have we already asked him the raw Hadid? No. No, but he mentioned that like in his training that Basically, he best smell at everything. His nemesis smell. You can ask. Yeah. Rahadin to you. Rahadin is my trainer. He's one of my dad's officers, servants. He's been tasked to help me learn how to be a good swordsman. So basically, he's your teacher? Yes, you could say that. Your venture. I walk up to him. What do you do with eyes? <laughs> I'm I must break you. <laughs> no, don't break it down. What up, dog? Where's your, uh, where's your trainer right now? He's in there talking to my dad. Probably telling my dad how he whooped my butt again. Maybe if I didn't have this stupid wooden sword and I had a real sword, then I could beat Rahadin. Well, I feel like Kodiak would be sitting there and be like, huh, get better. <laughs> get good. Yeah. Not like this. <laughs> he looks at you. You, you have a ra- silver rapier on you. And he looks at his wooden sword and he says, I have a feeling you'd beat me worse than Rahadin would. <laughs> I'll give you my silver right here and I'll take your weapons. Okay. So, you go to hand him the sword. And he outreaches his hand with the wooden sword. But as you touch the wooden sword to take it, the mist billows in. And the image that you see turns to black. And then as it clears again, you find yourself once again in the room of the Blue Water Inn. The mist and fog pulling it back into the center of the book, and the book closes in itself. Butterfly in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do to us? You feel fine. There's no ill effect. So he's no longer in the book? Nope. More no longer in the book. It was terrible. It was going to be a terrible accident. But as the book closes, you hear a final voice come through the mist. 
He recognized it as Strahd. He says, yet that past is now filled only with regret. And you, Marina, you can cast illusory script as ritual spell once per dusk. Once per dusk. Once per dusk. What happens when I do that? Huh? What happens? Ow! What's it do? It was. Look it up! What? You gave it to me. I'm going to give you a lot of things in the course of this book. All of these things will help you in the long run. I know we've had this conversation before in the last time. Nothing we do in the book matters. Nothing you do in the book changes anything. The book's already written, so it doesn't matter. However, is there a connection between the town and Strahd himself? Like, does he know when we're reading it? It's in our book. Right. You'd have to have a strat in front of you to find out. Well, all right, do we want to go? I tell you what, <laughs> you spin me around like nine times, and I'll look in the mirror and say strat three times. So, right round, baby, right round, like a record, baby, right round. Round round. You got the same deal while you're spinning. All right. So, each time you go into the book will be just like that. You'll go into it, you'll see a scene. Some are a lot more in depth than just talking to Baby Strahd. So. Baby Strahd. <laughs> <laughs> baby Strahd. You know, just, just pick them up and throw them over the side of the castle and we win. <laughs> All right. What are you guys doing? Let's go to a winery. The Goose has decided we're going to the winery. Yeah, that's a great idea. Right so are y'all gonna go have breakfast or anything first? Yeah, sure. All right, so you go downstairs, and of course you see Danica, and she's like, "Morning, everyone." Good morning. Did y'all have a nice sleep compared to the night before? Yes. <laughs> Typer, you're looking a little rough around the edges. You all right? You coming down with something? You went over to see Anya, didn't you? No, no. Not my type. Blinsky? Not my type either. She kind of looks at you strange. Typo, what exactly is your type? You. Well, Erwin might have a problem with that. Erwin doesn't make sense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have a type, but I don't really care for either one of those. Fair enough. And she kind of takes a good whiff of the air. She goes, at least Kodiak smelled a bit better today. <laughs> That's good. Oh, Lordy. So, what can I get for y'all? I want some bread, beet soup, wolf steak. Right. 
cheese. Cheese. And she says, let me check something real fast. She goes in the back and she talks to Erwin. About 10 minutes later, she comes back with a pitcher. It's not a carafe, but it's a clay pitcher. And she says, this is part of that courtesy of the raven folk delivery that y'all got? <laughs> and the aroma of coffee permeates. And she goes, it's really limited. We could probably do about three or four of these total. But That's all right. So she sets the pitcher down and she kind of puts some of the the cups that they use for the wine down. She goes, we don't exactly have mugs, mugs for this, but hopefully this will work for y'all. Hey, and she lays down some bread and some cheese. Yeah. Perfect. Breakfast. Yeah. I give a little piece of bread to my dragon. My wyvern. Your wyvern kind of takes it. He kind of chews it up and then kind of spits it out. You see him kind of looking? Yeah, baby bird that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of opens its jaws and closes and What's he looking at? He's looking towards the kitchen. Like he smells something. Probably wolf steak. Probably. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna call down, uh, Tony. Danica? Danica. I'm gonna call down Danica. I'm gonna be like, oh, by the way, some, can I get, also get some wolf steak for the little one? She looks at him. She goes, I think that one might actually like some raha. Wolf steak, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, probably. She says, keep it away from Typhon. I'll never do that again. <laughs> I will try to. So she goes and she comes back with, it's not a big wolf steak. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a smaller guy. one. Because he's a little Because he's a little guy. And she goes, hopefully this will work. Thank you so much. And I get little pieces of it and I feed it to the dragon. All right. Does he, does he take it or does he spit it out? He takes it. He's happy. Yay. Happy with I forgot about the water. I kinda yeah, I kinda do I kinda did too. You just starve until now, you <laughs> No, I'm not. He eats the mice that are running around. Yeah, he eats the mice. He's free pest control. Yeah. She says, just keep him away from the ravens. I'll try to. I mean you already kinda scared one of them off. Alright. <coughs> I mean, just I'm just enjoying my food on the seat. Yeah, say we're every fucking time. Wow, this. The the smell just permeates. Take a sip. Take a long sniff. Take a sip. Long sniff. Enjoying every day. So, as I see, they're enjoying coffee. Inside, this is probably the best time, if not, if any. I remove my helmet. 
So that I can. Oh, what? Oh, you can see its face. Adrena. And take in this coffee. What do they see? I ain't seeing shit. I'm focused. <laughs> <laughs> take my helmet off. You just see bleach white hair with battle, battle scars all across my face, nose, over my eyes. And Tiny, teeniest little mustache. Well, he's got a little so mustache away, white as well, or? Yes, okay. Yeah, they're transparent. So that way it's one of those, like, how does he keep that mustache so trimmed when he has his helmet on all the time? Uh, yeah. The helmet has little blades in it. <laughs> <laughs> now, is the white hair significant from age, or is that from something else? From something else. Okay. About how old? I look old as fuck, but if we had to put a number, I would say I look like I'm in my uh, low to mid forties. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just <laughs> from the stress of battles, you're old as fuck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look old, but if we had to put a number on it, because from the stress of battles, from the, my past life adventures. Yeah, so Typha looks over and he sees the mug and he's like, something days. You're a handsome boy, though. Well, thank you. And I start taking in this delicious coffee. I never mm-hmm. expected it at all. It's so good. It's right here. As y'all are drinking y'all's coffee, Erwin kind of comes out from the kitchen. And he says, So, uh,. You know that favor I kind of asked y'all about? Uh-huh. Well, I'm kind of thinking about checking on the shipment of the wine. You know, the wine still hasn't shown up. But I'm starting to think that something may have happened at the winery. I sent some other people to investigate and nobody's returned. I don't know what's going on. Do you want us to investigate? You are already going to That's why you brought us the coffee this morning. Put <laughs> 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 a little like, bit of lead in guys been a little like, slow. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, if any, this is the best, uh, I I have someone that I kind of like to send with y'all. Um, if y'all are all right with another person with your party, kind of whistles and you see a woman walk out of the kitchen she has long black hair and the tips of her hair are dyed bright blue she has earrings in that have feathers hanging down and uh she has dark black eyes she kind of walks over and she kind of 
eyeballs each year. And she goes, hey everyone, I'm Muriel. And my family owns part of the uh, winery. Erwin thought that maybe I might be able to help y'all deal with my family as my uncle is a little bit of a crotchety old man. Hey, that's, that's perfectly fine. You can, uh, uh, I think Kafina is a little bit flabbergasted at the moment. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm freaking out out of character. I'm fine. Just, <laughs> no, no. Kirby, friends. No, Kafina is definitely on that, uh, I haven't had, I'm sorry, I haven't had, co or haven't had coffee in forever, so I'm gonna... Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to find out what's going on over there, but I didn't feel safe going by myself. <coughs> Erwin said maybe y'all would make some good bodyguards. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. We can join in. Or, or rather, we can join in with you. It, I, I don't know how this goes. Uh, can you handle yourself in battle? handle myself pretty well. I'm I'm not good with groups, you know, um, but one-on-one -on -one I can definitely hold my own. And you see that she's got a wooden crossbow that hangs off of her back. She's got a short sword that rusts sheathed at her hip. She's got a mud-stained cloak across her shoulders. And she's also got this, a dark feather that hangs from a leather cord around her neck. It's got two beads on either, wooden beads on either side. You've got a lot of feathers Hmm. I have an affinity for them. Is she pretty? She flashes you a grin. She's cute. She's young. She's probably early 20s. Something his type. I'll go. I lean over to uh, Danica. I'm like, that's my type. I like the taller, dark-haired ones. <laughs> she, she reaches her hand out to shake your hand. You notice her fingers twitch almost with a restless energy. She goes, Muriel. Notice that she smells kind of like straw and woodsy and wild. <coughs> smell like the forest. I like that. <laughs> she says, I'm not quite sure how to respond to that, but it's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. And you are? My name's Hi. Hi, Ty. You can call me Ty. Hi, Ty. You can call me Mira. She looks around at the rest of y'all. She goes, I'm going to finish getting things gathered up. think Danica's going to give us some provisions to take with us. I think I'll be okay. If you enjoy that, she kind of takes a sniff. That strange wine. Pushes the cup over to her. So this isn't wine. This is something far What is it? She reaches over, kind of, like I said, she's got this energetic energy about her. She takes a sip and she kind of 
knocks back a little bit. That's kind of strong. What is that? What is that that she just took yeah. a sip of? Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Coffee is not native to Barovia. We don't know what it is. Oh. What? What? What the fuck is she drinking? I know you served it, Danica, but have you actually tried the coffee too? Danica's like, no, I haven't. Right. It wasn't meant for us. It was meant for y'all. <laughs> Danica kind of hesitantly <laughs> takes one of the cups and pours a little bit into it. She takes a... It's pretty good. This is the... I could see why you'd like that. This is the stuff that we, we would drink at home to give us that boost of energy. We would say that if we didn't have get our morning coffee, we'd become monsters. Because you kind of need this for your your sanity. Zanica's yeah, like, please don't become monsters. I'm not going to become monsters. Or if you do, just don't do it in here. We just got everything set back up after... Yeah. After the other night. We'll try I'm so to. sorry for that. We... It's not terrible that happened. <coughs> oh, it wasn't y'all's fault. It wasn't the first time Strahd has made an appearance. It won't be the last, I'm sure. And we have anything to say about So what are y'all doing? Well, I guess we're checking on that wine and shit. So, as you start getting things together, you see Irina come down the stairs. But this time, instead of her regular dress that she's wearing, you notice that she is wearing her metal breastplate and her rapier. And she says, you know, after everything that y'all have done in the week that we've been here, I have come to the realization of the importance of fighting for others rather than simply speaking for them. And I think I want to learn to be a warrior for my people and maybe resist Strahd's tyranny directly without fear, hesitation. <coughs> so, I was hoping maybe you'd allow me to come with you. Maybe I can help out. I mean, I can't hold my own. I'm fine with it. It's easy for one to look at for. Well, I wasn't worried about Isaac too much anyway. Um, Danica and Erwin made sure that they kept me safe, but... Well, you don't gotta worry about him now, because he's dead. I don't. Well, that's always good. <laughs> but I don't want to have to rely on people to keep me safe. I would like to be able to stand on my own two feet and keep myself safe. That's fair enough, I think everyone here can respect that. Yeah. And now I'm also a trained healer. You know, my mom taught me before she died. 
and I'm a capable swordsman, thanks to Ismar. I'm also, I don't have a lot of experience outside of Barovia, but, you know, the town, but I do have a lot of knowledge from my dad about outside the town of Barovia. So I can definitely help be a liaison and share information about the valley. So y'all will let me come along? Yeah. Awesome. You are your only woman. I'm not going to tell you you can't. Well, you know... We will say this. We will do our best to protect you, but I'm sure, as you know, if you decide to come along, you accept risk. That's something that happen. I agree, but I've also noticed something. I'm sure y'all may have noticed as well that when we were traveling to get here to Galaki, Strahd's minions didn't bother with me at all. They didn't dare to attack me. Of course and, not, you're the object of the suppressions. Yes, and I think Strahd has ordered them not to harm me. That could be in y'all's favor. That could be yeah. in our favor, but at the same time. But if you um, do get hurt. Well, not just that. We saw what happened to our good friend, Theaner. Strahd came and took our way, and there was nothing that any of us could do about it. There's always that possibility. There's always a possibility. So as I said, if you're willing to accept those circumstances and the risks, I see no reason why you couldn't come along. Well, I mean, Ismark sent me here in the hopes that I would be out of Strahd's reach, and I think we all could agree that it has shown that there's nowhere in this valley that's truly safe from his reaches. That is yeah. true. So, I think I'd rather travel with you guys and be of some assistance than just a damsel in distress hiding in an attic. As much as I like the place. Yeah, that's So about this time, Muriel comes back. And she flips her hair over her shoulder. She's got a, a what? He's just like gawking you like hyper. She kind of looks at you. You like what you smell? What, what do I smell like? You smell like the perfume of the forest. Well, that's interesting. Because I hate trees. I'm sorry. Does she happen to have a perfect nose? No, she does not. Everything's perfect. I hate trees. Well, the forest can do many things other than the trees. Yeah. I'm trying to help the weed man out here. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Let's go. Time for report gets weird. So. She says, it's about seven miles 
<coughs> to get to the winery. So about two, two and a half hours walking. That's a lot of walking. It's a lot easier to uh, never mind. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing. I'm sorry. I misspoke. We'll get, a, we'll get a carriage and type last two. That, no. It's crazy. It's well, if all goes well, then maybe we can get a carriage to get back. Yes. Yeah. It's also smell like a bird. Bird? Well, it's probably the feathers somewhere. Maybe. I mean, that's kind of like saying, you know, you smell like a werewolf or something, you know, but like you're saying I'm a bird, so stupid, I mean, I don't know, what do werewolves smell? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine, oh, look at me, I'm a dangerous werewolf, but I turn into a bird. Uh, let's just say I better not catch you putting bird seed in my rations, or we're gonna have a problem. Why would I do such a thing? You said I smell like a bird. I didn't mean that as a slight against you. <coughs> Already fighting this many times. <laughs> so you exit the town and you travel towards the crossroads. And at the crossroads, you begin to head south. And you find yourself back at the bridge over at the Lunar River. This is where y'all were investigating. <laughs> Trying to investigate. Yans. So you, as the path narrows, flanked by dense towering trees, up ahead you see the old wooden bridge come into view. It's age-worn planks spanning the rushing river below. And as you approach, you see the dark river tumbling over the smooth stones of the riverbed, bordering on either side by gnarled bushes and trees. As you step onto the bridge, your boots echo against the old damp wood. To the north, you see the river meandering upstream along the tree line before vanishing around a curve. To the south, the river winds like a ribbon between its banks and then gradually vanishes into a mist. You see a sign that was once standing, same sign you saw earlier, shows one branch going towards the Wizards of Wine, another branch saying it goes to Velaki, and the third branch saying it goes to a place called Argus Where are we going, y'all? I guess we're. I guess we gotta go to the lower. The harder it is to pronounce, the higher the level. Stay away from Argus. Yeah. Argus Vanholt. What is the name of the third on the third branch? Argus Vanholt. I think I wrote it down before, but I'm gonna write it down again just in case. Name should sound familiar to y'all. Well, shall we proceed to the Wizards of Wine? Yes. Take the foot to the Wizards of Wine. So we're going to the direction of Wizards of Wine. Alright. You continue down the path and you reach another river crossroad. 
One leads towards Lake Veritat. The other is the path you took to get to the tower. And you see an old hunting trail that cuts away from the path, winding north between old gnarled trees before vanishing into underbrush. A hundred yards beyond it, an alpine path splits from the main road to travel south towards the mountains, rising in elevation until it disappears around a steep tree-covered encartment. You hear a, a snap of a twig in the underbrush to the south. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull one of my daggers. I'm gonna get ready for something. All right. Nobody else getting ready? Just, just, just in case. I have. Leah, give me a perception check. You have my axe. You have my bow. <laughs> 17. You look in the direction of the underbrush where you heard the sound. You see a human shaped silhouette among the tree line. There's some of the. Sure. Give me a perception. <laughs> Gonna yell up, but... <laughs> so we end up with a 18. 18. You can tell that this human-shaped figure is indeed human. You could smell birds that is wrapped in. You smell mud coming from this person. And you can sense, smell, anxiety coming off of them. Are you all off the woods? Come on out. I can already smell you if you're there. So you startle the person. They immediately attempt to flee and but as they start fleeing and come out from the underbrush to go further into the woods you see a broad-shouldered woman she's clad in thick mud caked furs she's clutching a, a stone axe and you see glimpse of obsidian black <coughs> ornaments hanging from her ears and her neck we just come across a group of Neanderthals. And a thin <coughs> layer of gray mud smeared across her face. I think we did. Helping her blend in with the dark trees around her. Alright, I'm intrigued. Is she running away? She is starting to flee. Like, Fetch, they, go get her. within 60 feet? Yep. Alright, I'll use a... Uh, a spell slot to uh, cast uh, command and have them halt. Ooh. So before you do, as you start doing a spell, Muriel puts her hand on you and says, No, wait. I'm not sure what you're about to do, but I, I believe that woman is one of the mountain folk. 
They're a, a tribe of hunters and gatherers that live among the, the mountains. And her people are not servants of Strahd. And they're not dangerous unless you provoke them or attack them. So I'd be kind of wary because if you do something to her, there might be others. Okay, I wasn't gonna harm them. I was just gonna have a friendly conversation. Maybe have them talking to yes. the tip of my sword and they even talk on but now, I'm not sure if they can. But now she might go back to the mountain folk and be like, hey, you know, there's these weirdos that, you know, they might. I, they won't, they don't attack unless they're provoked. I'm, I'm not sure why she's watching the road. So. And the mountain folk have been more active lately. You said they're not servants of Strahd. No, they're not. They kind of do I, their own thing. Let's the group and I'm like, well, an enemy of Strahd has been allied to us. That's true. She's felt inside her. She already disappeared. She's now run off. Oh, damn. <laughs> so I, I turned to Mary, Myriad? Muriel. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I turned to Muriel. Do you know if these folk have a... Uh, camp around or do they uh, go from place to place? No, they're, they live up in the mountains. Um, their tribe is up there. They tend to stay up there. That's why I'm not sure why she's this far south watching the road. But I have heard that they've been more on the move lately. So she, uh, if it comes down to would they help us in that's hard to say. I can't say I've ever heard of the mountain folks joining ranks with anyone. We need all the help we can get. It might be worth asking. That's true. I would I would definitely suggest that you need better gear before you start heading up to go talk to them. But I think they're looking for something. I mean that. That only makes sense why they would come this far down. So I, I was curious out of character. If I, uh, you know, tied one of my daggers to, uh, you know, the 50-foot rope I have, can I, you know, do a, a scorpion move, you know? You can certainly try. type shit. You can certainly I'm try. Like, no, that would be, that'd be pretty cool, but... How's your, how's your athletics? Oh, athletics and restraint? Because once it wraps around... Athletics. Well, it would be a double. Yeah. yeah. I was just curious if I could even make the weapon. I didn't know I was going to get this far. So make whatever you want. That would be pretty cool. Cause then, like, As I always say, <laughs> you can certainly try. I rope to a dagger and throw it like a throw dagger. dagger. Get two rocks, put on a rope, and make a little bullet. So I have a plus yeah. two in athletics. Okay. So it's not great, but it's, it's there. <laughs> it's a plus zero. You know, it's better than a negative. Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, if I could like, kind of not like stab her, but like grapple her and then like pull her back before she gets away, but she did get away. So it's like, if we do, like, yeah. But I was gonna just just run after her. But you guys started running your mouths, and now she's going. Typer just kind of. But you're scary, dude. It just kind of starts and continues walking. I don't know. I know who she is outside the game. Yes. I don't know who she is. Your future wife. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> How about the mountain lady? I imagine she probably smells worse than the 
All right, so you come to the Raven River Crossroads. There's yet another bridge that crosses the Raven River. And this time you see a figure clad in rusted armor, alone on the bridge, clutching a gleaming longsword in his pale hands. I turn to everyone. Who has that silver dragon in it? I'm still the red. Yeah, I think you were. Pretty sure you have. Bring that up. Give me a perception check real fast. Same dude. Not the same bridge, though. Not the same bridge. So maybe you're the same. So Sethriel, you recognize this figure as very similar to the Revenant that you saw standing guard at Tester Falls. These are the, the same reference. So, what was the name? There was a name that we gave. Oh, it's the first one. Oh, it's a different one, but that we gave one the, of the commanders of the reverence was God. God. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> we mean no harm. Commander Godfrey told us we had free passage throughout the river. Looks at you. You see him kind of reach for his sword. What is your destination? Thank you, Michael. You're um, heading to the winery. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Give me a persuasion check. You gotta persuade this guy to go to the winery. Fuck this guy, I'm gonna attack him. Well, normally you wouldn't, but. (laughs) Did he also see, like, is the medallion the same on his armor as the rest of them? I will. You remember, he, the other one had his medallion hidden at first. Thirteen. Thirteen. He looks at you, he says, what is your business with the wizard's flying? And do you serve Strahd? No, we do not serve Strahd. We are an enemy of Strahd. But we were asked to help the wizards wine for they were missing one of their uh, supply packages. So you serve the people of Vallaki? No. You see his hands shift off of his sword. And he relaxes. He says, I keep watch on this bridge for the enemies of Strahd. Your friend says a name I have not heard in many centuries. A name that has not been spoken. And a name that only Strahd would remember. Uh, How do you know that name? Um, we, we came across a one of your sigils and uh, met up with another one of your comrades on a different bridge. And did, did we give him that name before? Or did he give us that name? He gave you that. He, 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 he gave us that. Gave us that. Okay, so, but he was also a holder of this Yeah. The sigil. And he told he was telling her he told us he was waiting for the sit or the sigil fire to be lit. 
and we hope to maybe do that eventually. For now, we need, we are trying to help the people in the winery. So he relaxes, and he says, if you are traveling to the Wizards of Wine, be warned that the forest folks of Yester Hill have been increasingly agitated as of late. And they have been joined by the children of the Golthia Street. They worship a twisting holst husk, sorry, that grows atop Yester Hill and gives birth to the blights that crawl forth from its gnarled roots. So basically, our best bet is fire. Fire. Be weary of the blights, which see without eyes and disguises themselves among the flora of the wild. Well, we are grateful for you. We shall keep an attent- or tentative ears out for you. Greatly appreciate it. And safe travel. Did we get his name? No, you did not. Like, may we like, get your name? My name is long forgotten, as my people are. Nice to meet you, long forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you will remember, we will keep it and pass it on. It's no longer forgotten, I guess. Mm-hmm. I do not know my name. Well, good, well, good sir. We shall, uh, Thank you again for the warning likes. We shall continue on our way and hopefully one day bring peace to you and your pet, you and your comrades. Does anyone have a flamethrower? I'm sorry, excuse me, say what? <laughs> Does anyone have a <laughs> For the flight, of course. Well, somebody's got to know fireball or fucking firebolt or some shit. I need to draw one. I can get, get green flame flamethrower. So, the Revan kind of steps aside and lets you pass. <laughs> Thank you, kind sir. Yeah. Like, thank you, kind sir. We will not forget your kindness today. Do okay. travel safe. Let's go. Hopefully I got all the points about all the things we should watch out for. So, you carry on down the Raven River crossroad. And as the dirt road winds through the woods, the path narrows framed by ancient twisted trees, which make a, form a canopy overhead. The dappled gray light struggles to pierce through it, casting eerie shadows that flicker and dance with the slightest breeze. A musky, earthy aroma fills the air. The scent of rotten leaves, damp soil, and the faint tang of decay. Doesn't this place smell good to you, Tyker? I'm sticking real close to Mary. I'm just gonna smell. <laughs> the the vegetation here grows really dense, more dense than on the main road. And there's several low hanging branches draped with clumps of vines that are weaving a tangled tapestry across the un- undergrowth. A thick blanket of twigs and pine needles crunches under your boots. The only noise amid the silent path. 
You hear Muriel whisper, something isn't right here. I, last time I passed this road, it did not smell like death. Could be those lights. About a week ago. It could be those lights that the Revenant guy was talking about. Or maybe something recently died here. Something big. It could be. I do believe that some lights do smell like Ick. <laughs> what a nice way to describe it. I don't want a script party, but I was going to say if somebody wants to go ahead and check it out for me. So it smells, it smells like death. Who? Who is in the front? I'm in that. I guess I'd be leading. Sure. Okay. I would. Yeah. I'll be like right behind you. Definitely not. One, two, I mean, last. Okay. What is your passive perception? Perception check. Oh, Damn, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like With 20? Yeah. Alright. I like that better. <laughs> so, Flask, as you're walking and you're catching the scent of decay, it puts you kind of on alert. Especially when you start hearing Muriel say that something's off. You look around. You see these vines growing down, kind of covering an area. And you look and you can tell that these vines are covering some sort of a trap. I thought we were in the hole. There's a trap over there. Okay. And I point towards where the vines are covering it. I'm not sure what kind of trap it is, but you should be careful. Is there a roll for attack on that? Uh, I, I'd imagine because I would think say, so. Yeah. It does damage. Yeah, it says on hit the target suffers. So give attack. me a roll for an attack. <laughs> well, that's twenty-one because sixteen plus I believe it's five on the blade. Yeah, plus five to hit. So twenty-one. All right, roll me some damage. All right. So that's the eighteen. Eighteen total. Yep. Uh, sorry. Eighteen. Twenty. Holy the shit! Two. Yeah, the plus the, the plus two for that. As you bring your sword down, you hear a scream, uh, and <laughs> suddenly. The vines that you are setting aflame begin to move. 
and they part. And you see... That's a tree blight? That's a vine blight. That's totally different than I was expecting. This is uh, a vine yeah, blight. That's a vine blight. You see five vine blights coming out of this mass. Everybody roll for initiative. They're about the size of a person. These guys are. So they're great big in five or six feet tall. Okay. Oh, just five. Just five. I don't know why I was picturing um. What is it? The spider, spider foot, twenty or we're like all the little flowers, like fairy okay. or whatever. Oh, yes, That's what I, I thought. Yeah, I thought they were like little fucking. Yeah. The, the, the twig blights are. Okay, twig, oh. okay. These so are the like vine blights. Vine blights. To the big rows. So they're, okay. So, so there are sizes bigger. Vine blight, swamp thing. Yes. Um, tree, uh, tree blight, twig blight, a treant. Yes. <laughs> it's a treant. A tree blight. All right, so Typer, you see these vine blights as they start coming at you. What do you do? I continue sniffing here. <laughs> I'm going to uh, use my bonus action to uh, apply my crimson right to my crossbow. Okay. So for the purposes of that, I'm going to use fire damage. Alright. Imbue my crossbow with fire damage. Okay. Show How far away are the blights? They are probably. They are right there with the sap, because he walked over with a so sword. So within 80 feet. Yeah, oh yes. <laughs> Shit. Alright, so I'm gonna go after the one closest to me. We'll see. Blight number. Show Muriel what you can do. Watch this. Watch this baby. He's gonna say watch this and then he's gonna roll. I know, right? The shitty thing is, I have huge fucking hit bonuses if I miss both. Oh, well. I'll just walk away. Yeah. (laughs) Alright, so first attack, 15. 15 does hit. I'm gonna go ahead and roll the second attack as well. So that's. 24 Dang. hits. Alright, so I'm gonna take two shots at it. Just a, a FYI, if you have two attacks, you can roll 2d20s at the same time to see if you attack, okay. and you can roll your damage at the same time too. That's what I'm gonna do. I don't like throwing my d20s though. I wish so I, I had, I wish I had two attacks. Yep, I don't like using two. You're a spellcaster, <laughs> honey. <laughs> Just one attack, it's fine. Alright, so this is going to be. I wish I had two. 34 points of damage. 34 so, points of damage see. on the first one. It <laughs> withers up and it is gone. Oh, you should heal, girl. I told you I'd show you. <laughs> Can't we all what just get to Muriel? <laughs> we'll get to Muriel in a bit. Alright, so was that both attacks on the same one? Yes. Alright, so, Flask. 
Okay, let's see. Uh, I'll have to go ahead and uh, walk up one and uh, okay. take two swipes at it. All right. So you're on number two? First attack does not hit. They both miss. Oh, they both miss. Okay. Yeah. Sathriel! You didn't notice whenever he touched the body. Like, oh. Alright, so I'm gonna use. I have those dice. Uh, it's called. Great Warrior or Great Weapon Master. No, not Great Weapon Master. Yeah, my, yeah, great weapon master. So, it's a minus five to hit. Okay. But because I'm using my great sword, I have plus five to hit. Yes. All right. Can I go for a straight roll then? Yeah. 17. 17 hits. All right. So that's plus 10 to the attack damage. And I'm doing 2d6s. Plus two. Then 21, 23. 23 points of damage? Yes. Okay. And I will use a spell slot to smite. All right. Now, sorry. So now I'm going to do... Oh, so now I'm doing two D8s. Yeah. They're not, they not undead or fiend, are they? No. Okay. So now two D8s. Six. Six to hit. Six for 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 damage. That was six for damage. I still gotta uh, try to hit with the sniper. All right, so six for damage on two. Yes. How do you want to do this? As soon as you swing my sword, these things are like (laughs) they're not real strong. Hold my sword up. And I bring it to my chest, telling my sword, we are the only things we can trust. And just point it right at, and a beam of light comes down, and poof. Poof. It turns, it shrivels up. Is that the end of your turn? All right. I thought we were getting somewhere. Sadal. Yeah, Sadal is gonna, um, not. Sadal does not hit. Sadal tries to swing with his blades, but it, he misses completely and falls on his face. All right. Leo. All right. I'll just go Fifteen is a hit. Are you doing three, four, or five? I'll do three. Okay. That'll be thirteen. All right. Muriel is going to go for an attack. Mm-hmm. Six. Oh. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah. 
20 to hit is a hit. So she is going to pull out her short sword and she is going to do four points of piercing damage on number three. She's going to go for a second attack. Well, she's not the same level as you guys either. I don't know. 17, 18, 21 to hit. Six. Eight points of damage. There we go. That's 14 points total. All right. That is the end of her turn. Irina is going to go. She is going to pull out her rapier. She hit. And you watch as she takes a swing and the blight, first blight, shrivels up. She's going to go for a second attack with her rapier on the second blight. She hits. And she gets five points of damage. All right. Marina. Unacceptable. That's not hitting. Um, yeah, I got a ten. Ten does not hit. Son of a bitch. Kerfina. How many are left? So just There's one. Two. There's two. Oh. wants to just stand there and get hit. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, she can react. Alright, so... Just, like, run into him. That should suffice as a hit. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I just pulled my sword out. Sorry, guys. 14, <laughs> 14 hits. So now the blights oh. are going to go. You know you have to roll three feet, though, right? Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. So one, one hit. So I gave one. Oh, yeah, they both hit. They both hit. They're fine. The other one is 17, so yeah. It's okay. <laughs> so the bl- first vine blight is going to go for Seth because he is close to him. Initiated the fight. I finished the fight. So why can't why can't we all just get it? Not twenty. Shit. Yeah. So got my armor's twenty. So twenty-four to hit. You feel vines start twisting and ensnaring around you as it starts to try to constrict against your armor. I can take it. Six. I can do frostbite. I don't have fireballs. You take 13 points 
of bludgeoning damage. God damn! Give me what? a strength saving throw. I can't give you credits, I'm sorry. It's over. He's a strong guy, dude. We got, got this. He's a strong man. I believe in you. So we're just all letting him get dragged. He's like, it's fine. He can struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to cut him loose on my neck. No, I ain't got this. You're out of four. You're grappled. Oh. You are restrained. However, because it's so concentrated on you, it cannot attack anything else right now. The second blight is going to attack. It's going to move, and then it's going to go after Kirfina. Yes! <laughs> Just what I wanted. So. If it attacks me, I need it to roll a deck save. <laughs> she has to attack you first. I know. But after the attack. Yeah, after the attack, use the deck save. Alright, hopefully just did the deck save, so I'll keep that in mind. So, you watch as roots and vines sprout around in a 15-foot... Actually, it's not attacking you. Take that back. These roots and vines sprout and encompass a 15-foot radius around it. I need... All of y'all, with the exception, to give me a strength saving throw. That was an actual throw. Fuck. Do not laugh like that again. I gotta roll for Irina. Irina's caught. Hey guys, we're step out of the way so when we fight the wizards. Yeah, I just get like shot back. How are you, Mary? I don't know what's happening. I pulled my sword down. Anybody 12 or below? I'm below 12. Below 12, below 12. Just barely a 13. Okay, so two of y'all are below 12s. And Irina. All three of y'all are restrained. Motherfucker. Oh, you will have to do another strength saving throw to get untangled on your turn. And that'll be your turn. <laughs> I can't do I can't do my reaction. Typer. Fuck! You're up. We we don't get reactions here. Terry's weeds off me. I have a reaction that does fuck. My own fire spell is a reaction spell. Two blights are still distinguished. Two blights, yes. Alright, so I'm gonna Man, one attack for blight. So on four, eight, it is going to be a 14. 14 hits. Alright, so I'll go to So on four, he's going to take. Ten points of damage. Alright. And then on number five, you watch as number five shrivels up and dies. That's just free go. Free us? Yes. Except for you. Still, yeah, still Last. Okay. 
16 and 18 both hit. Oh, yeah, it's just good as good. Could be a total of 16 damage on it. 16 damage. You watch as the blight shrivels up and dies. However, what did you hit with? Ah, great sword. As your greatsword makes contact with it, and it shrivels up and dies, since it is wrapped around Sathriel, how many damage points did we do? 16. Oh, hell no. Sath, you take 88 <coughs> points Eight. of bludgeoning damage. Damn. Yeah. Oh, I'm, good. I'm good, guys. I'm only at half HP. I'm good. I was just trying to get <laughs> Go for the shield, man. Hit the shield. Ah, all right. Let's take half that damage. <laughs> At least it was half, right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Somebody gotta give the man some healing. Oh, I got. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. With me, I got 15 points of lay of hand. So. <laughs> and this is where we are going to take our session break. And we will return for the next session next week. Thank you for listening.